we uh, we had an awful lot of success with the Supergirl uh, videos. Uh, recording things that we did and so we thought we'd do another one in fact we'd like to do quite a, a few of them once every month two months or something like that uh because we we got a lot from doing it as well we had a lot of fun doing it yeah. um and so i suggested well again originally when i just said oh hey look this would be a good thing to do for the podcast i thought we were going to be doing films from the 1980s that most people have forgotten that are absolutely terrible things like chopping mall or you know uh the driller killer or something like that things that don't that don't work but actually they're kind of fun to watch anyway and that actually there is a there is a good movie that you could make out of them uh so i I want us to do one of the howling films at one point, not the first one because it's brilliant, but you know uh, the the second one, which is subtitled uh, either "Your Sister Is a Werewolf" or depending on which territory you're in, "Stirabo Werewolf Bitch," which. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you the idea of the sort of movie that it is. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that, so there was that. Uh, and but I, one of the movies that cropped up whilst I was. Do, we were thinking about this was the 2010 version of the wolfman now i love werewolf stuff i know tash loves werewolf stuff yeah. um i've been a big fan of i meant to get the models down but in on uh, at the back on my shelf up there somewhere hidden by the boom of my microphone uh is a collection of three models uh the from the the, the original universal monsters dracula the wolfman and and um frankenstein Ooh. um i've always loved the wolfman the original 1949 wolfman uh starring lon cheney jr uh who uh lon cheney of course was the 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 man of a thousand faces and his son lon cheney jr would sort of kind of went with that played larry talbot in the original one and and was it was it was brilliant um but it was a film of the 40s and it was very clearly a film of the 40s uh in 2010 anything could have changed a lot of things did and not necessarily for the better and so after the titles we're going to be talking about the wolfman Welcome to Murdering a Podcast, two writers' journey to produce a narrative murder mystery. It, it was a trauma for you, wasn't it? It was a trauma for me, yeah. So this is episode one of... Um, the, so the first part of these ep this episode, or the first part of this thing, uh, we're going to talk about the Wolfman, we're going to talk about the stuff we liked, the stuff we didn't like, uh, and we're going to give you a synopsis of, of the thing. Um, and uh, uh, I, I think I'd like to start off with a little sentence and then let Tash come in because I know she's got a hell of a lot to say about this as well. <laughs> so Don't ever make me watch Twilight. As long as I don't have to watch that, I will forgive you We for don't this. have to watch Twilight because actually Twilight, for what it is, is not a bad representation of the Twilight books. So you don't have to yeah, like the Twilight. The Twilight books are shit. <laughs> I know, but you don't have to like Twilight to understand that actually it does what the movie needs to do, which is yeah. to be a representation of the books that it's taking off. So, Wolfman, uh, Benicio del Toro takes on his most challenging role yet, playing a good actor. Uh, 
Uh, he stars as Lawrence Talbot, <laughs> uh, a character originally played, as I said, by Lon Chaney Jr., one of the most iconic roles of the 1940s. Unfortunately, the 2010 version is a much more of a shaggy dog story. Uh, we open uh, with a gypsy mean. woman recanting the famous lycanthropic poem from the original film. This is um, uh, something that Universal wrote as well, so this isn't a, a, a thing they cribbed. This is actual writing. Uh, this is the best writing in in the film because it's taken from the original film. Even a man who is pure of heart and says his prayers by night may do a poo when he tries to fart and give himself such a fright. Or something along that those lines. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, my, I, I've got to start with... Um, just where do I start? I mean, it was just <laughs> well. We start was, the the opening scene oh, is that we see Ben Talbot walking alone at night, and he's savagely killed by a monster. And I was happy yeah. until that point. That that yeah. bit was fine. I was I after that point. There was two points in the movie that I liked: the opening, and then the asylum scene, and the rest of it right. was shit. So <laughs> essentially. It was my take, my synopsis of it was an American guy goes looking for his brother in the moors and then despite being warned there's a werewolf out there goes towards the fucking werewolf. Oh, but there's, so, there's, the there's so much more to talk about until we get to that point. Oh, yeah. So but like, there's, there's, we've, just, we've just seen Ben killed and then there's the, yeah. the thing that says the wolf man and then his fiance uh, Gwen, who only really exists in the film for something pretty to look at, uh, tracks down Lawrence, who is his brother, yeah. who is apparently a American, an American, American guy. He's going to end up in London at some point. Uh, yes, uh, and a, a, so it's a successful <laughs> Shakespearean actor, and he begs it's him to come home <laughs> to look for his missing brother, where he meets his father, Hannibal Lecter. Oh, I thought it and was Odin. Well, it was it was Odin. No, it was, it was definitely it was Anthony Hopkins Hannibal. doing Hannibal Lecter. It has yeah. to. Be. Um, there was a moment so, when he walked down the stairs and went, "Oh, it's Odin." But, <laughs> you know, uh, he's such an ass. Now, in the original film, that part was played by Claude Rains, uh, who you won't recognise as the Invisible Man. After, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> somebody's going to get that gag somewhere. <laughs> Oh, if you got it before me, you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> so after Benicio del Toro is once again upstaged, this time by a corpse, he yeah, goes to a pub where they're describing um, something that happened, that something that was similar 25 years ago. And he hears yeah. the tale of a big monstrous beast that can be can't be stopped by normal means. Some say it's a werewolf. Some say it's Harvey Weinstein. That night, we get a flashback. <laughs> it's taking Sorry. you a while today, isn't it? <laughs> Usually, you'd get these quite quickly. <laughs> uh, my brain is on a ghost, though, clearly. That um, night, we get a flashback to his mother's death, and we see his father holding her dead body. And we oh, learn... Is it, is it the... Is that the point where the mother's death, or was it the pointless flashback of them just being in with his brother, where there was actually no reason for that flashback at all? I, I thought the mother one came later. I excised that from my mind. No, well, uh, yeah. that, that's that night we see the the mother's death. So this is before oh, he's been hunted down. The, um, uh, sorry, it, remember... before he's been bitten. Um, and we, yeah, we see him have a, a nightmare where he goes, he's a young kid, he goes out to see his father, his father turns 
and looks at him and he looks down at his mum uh, and he's got a razor in one hand and a slit throat and we're yeah. given to believe and there was that other, she's, there was you know, other she's taking her own were- life that was just point because I was watching the flashbacks going is there any point in this like is the it flashback- so is it, is what, where we are on? right now is flashback scene one um, there are so many flashbacks in this movie uh, the, because and 90% are pointless are pointless yeah so anyway <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to keep interrupting can I get once we get to the moron gets bit come on yeah, I want to get okay. to that bit uh, so not, then not we learn uh, yes uh, because of that Lawrence spent time in a mental institution because he saw Anthony Hopkins in a wig and then the trail <laughs> takes Lawrence <laughs> The trail of who killed his brother takes Lawrence to the chip gypsy camp, which is just the outside chip shop. the town. The you were going to say chip shop, weren't you? Yeah. The chip shop for the gypsy camp. For, for, the, for the gypsies. For the gypsies. Uh, <laughs> at the exact same time, coincidentally, that it is oh, we, raided we to, by villagers who think that to, the... Go on. So I was going to say, we have to point out that shortly before this, he was with his, with his father... Sir Odin of Hannibal Lecter. Um, <laughs> and his father said, don't go out there. There is a big monster or an insane person killing people. Whatever you do, don't go outside. So first thing he does. Fucking moron or fuckwit or yeah, fuckwit. We're calling it. It is a ridiculous fuck, thing. However, that a, happens a lot yeah. in horror films. So. Fuckwit okay. goes out despite being told don't go out because you're going to die if you go out. Goes to the gypsy camp. And then, yeah, all this shit and happens at the gypsy camp. All of the villagers come across because they think that the murders are being done by the bear. But they soon realise that that's oh, not yeah. the case because the bear is computer generated. <laughs> I am so slow today. You really are. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's got the cold, oh. dead eyes of the Polar Express. <laughs> if, if you've seen the new Chippendale film, you'll get, it's my favourite joke in the Chippendale film, which is pretty good if you want to uh, give it a watch. I need uh, to now go and watch that. So at this point, the plot isn't going anywhere. So the werewolf attacks, and, and we're an hour and a half in by the no. Uh, uh, but we're not. Yeah. We're about half an hour in already. Oh yeah, um, half an hour. It felt like an hour and a half. It felt like a lot longer. So Lawrence and I have actually blanked a lot of this movie apparently because I'm going. I don't remember half of this shit because I must have just blanked it. Trauma brain kicked in. Lawrence chases the werewolf at that point, and then so he gets this is bitten. where fuckwit, fuckwit yes. follows werewolf, and fuckwit gets bit because fuckwit follows werewolves. When twats gets, get bit, when idiots get bit, bitten, but everybody else who encounters the werewolf gets killed. Yeah, only he survives. Only he survived. Yeah, which is quite um, quite coincidental, you know. Quite uh, um, what's it? It's, it's quite favourable for the film, really, isn't it? Because otherwise, you have lots of little werewolves <laughs> running around. And then we get to flashback scene two. Oh, before which is flash- the bit you is it, remember. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, the flashback scene two, and then they goes back with more idiots who save the fu- first fuckwit who got bit. So the fuckwits that knew that he was now a werewolf save the werewolf instead of just letting him die, which yeah. would have been really the better option. And then would you'd have got been. rid of the second werewolf. Yes. You know, then you'd have still only had one werewolf. Now you've got two. The, 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 gypsy, the gypsies save him, basically, and he ends up in a, in a bed. Send um, him back home. And he recovers send him back home. very, very quickly, and nobody knows why. Um, and then he's visited by, for the first time, Hugo Weaving ooh, ooh. in a wig. Oh, 
Just going back, just going back before yeah, before go Hugo weaving in a wig because yeah, yeah. she says something which just makes it sort of a pointless statement that was never actually became a thing in this film. But I just remember thinking this is a very sort of werewolf meets Disney. She goes, "The only thing that can save him is true love," and I'm like, "I don't know where." Well, I I kind of, but I don't really know where that came from. Yeah, that was just I, a piece of bollocks. So it, there's large quantities <laughs> of swearing in this show. It's, um, it's kind of it's kind of a little bit like the original, but it's not quite like the original because the original had class and style and vigour and good writing and was 70 minutes long and this was nearly 100 (laughs) minutes long. They've taken a 70 minute black and white film and stretched it to 100 minutes and you wonder why it feels slow. Um, So so Inspector Abilene comes along. Which is Hugo him in a weaving wig. in a wig and a beard. I was going to um, say Viggo Mortensen, but I, that was just and the wrong coat. He's got a trench coat in. That's how you know he's a policeman. Um, and he's clearly seen the original film because he already knows that Lawrence is the killer. And despite yeah. arriving, at, <laughs> that's despite Lawrence arriving at the village a good twenty-five years after the first murder took place. <laughs> So Lawrence is then <laughs> Lawrence then sends Gwendolyn away because she's only there to be pretty. And yeah, we... and it because he does it again later on in the at night whilst the and werewolf's she... out. And goes go home, go out into the darkness with the werewolf. No, yes, yes, <laughs> no, don't do that. That's just stupid. Uh, she doesn't get start... eaten though. She doesn't so we're get okay eaten. with that. And we start to see Lawrence's animal side come out. Uh, so we know something's not right. Ah. Either that or it's Benicio de Toro. I don't know. Um, Every time I wrote a load of notes for this day, and every time I tried to write Benicio del Toro, the the dictation thing I was using came up with finish it off tomorrow, which is is a good description for what you should be doing about this film, to be fair. Yeah, just don't. Just don't. I'll do it tomorrow. You don't have to. (laughs) We watched it so you don't have to. Yeah. Um, So that night. That night, uh, Lawrence follows his father down to his mother's crypt, where they keep a creepy armchair and a lot of spiders. Yeah, and fire and pitchforks happen as well. So there was fire and pitch. I wrote a note saying, everyone seems to know fire and pitchforks. Father protects him at full moon. All characters are morons. Villagers have it right. That was one of my notes. Yeah, it's very weird. So his father protects Lawrence only to the point where he then locks himself away so that Lawrence can transform into a werewolf. And eat everyone uh, except at, him. And this happens around about 45 minutes into the film. It feels like it's about an hour and a half into the film at this point. It happens 45 minutes into the film. It's the first time we've seen the transformation. And the rest of the film has been so slow up until now that you will be chewing the seats of the cinema if that's where you went to see it. Um, uh, most of the audience have already died from an overdose of costume drama, you know. Um, so Lawrence <laughs> goes... Lawrence goes on a rampage at this point. And this is one of the bits of the film that I quite like. There is some good bits. There are some bad bits. There are a lot of bad CGI werewolf bits, but there are some really nice practical effect makeup bits that are quite fun. And one guy gets his head cut off in a second. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, there's some in, nice in the whole bits film, in there's about 15 minutes of good film. Yeah. Like out of the whole hundred hours. no, 100 minutes, 100 hours. It felt like 100 hours. The whole sort of film, there was 15 minutes, I think, <laughs> of actually good film and good... Like, the action bits are quite fun. Yeah, I liked this. If you shunted the action yet. bits together, they'd be quite fun, but they're not yeah, a good story. Good so Yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, it wasn't a good story anyway, so it wouldn't lose anything. So Lawrence wakes up by a tree <laughs> in the morning 
Yeah, I don't know why, because he was a dog and he needed pee. I don't know why that happens. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, the the police are after him, and he's covered in blood. And 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 so his his dad, who is now unlocked from wherever he locked himself away from, uh, gives him to the police, who send him to uh, a mental institution, which is in London. In London, the same mental institution he went to. So now it's werewolf in London. Yeah, yeah, but shit. Uh, Yes, yes. It's, it's Werewolf in London a, is an amazing film. He's a British American in London, and, and yes, and will be a werewolf. Uh, there's no reason at all for um, Sir John uh, to, to do this unless they are massively telegraphing what's going to come up later on in the film. So Which is there's exactly a lot of what they were doing. big <laughs> nonsense around here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it then takes another 30 days. One of the big problems with this film is that in between every uh, werewolf attack, you've got 30 days and God, does it feel like it? Yes, you know it's 30 every, days. Yeah. Uh, so this is, was, this is um, montage scene three or, you know, flashback scene three. Uh, we do get some interesting bits in the mental asylum. You see that he's being tortured. You see that that's having an effect on him. That's good. It's character development. I quite like that. And then... Well, it, it's John, not good that they're torturing him. We, might, we would like to well, say no, that. I mean, it's a, it's it's a character. A good story it's fine. You can driver. torture your characters. Yeah. That's fine. You yeah. can sort of torture fake people that aren't actually real. But no, yeah. I mean, it's when we say it's good, it, it's actually an exciting sort of element of the show. I was like, when it got to the asylum, I was like, oh, oh, maybe I underestimated this film. Maybe this might be good. And then when that scene, that, that whole <laughs> asylum thing ended, I was like, no, it's back to being shit again for the rest of the film. Um, we get a moment here <laughs> where, where Sir John visits Lawrence in the asylum and he actually says to him, I'm yeah. the werewolf. I was bitten by an Indian boy. Now, feral children, of course, are the number one most virulent form of lycanthropy, and which is why the yeah. biggest werewolf community in the UK is in Moss Side. Um, <laughs> we, st- <laughs> we suddenly realise um, that what Lawrence saw that night, and again, we have another Cockings flashback, uh, was, wasn't actually yeah. his father holding his mother as she died, but it was his father as a werewolf who just killed Eating. Her mother, yeah, yeah. Uh, his his mother, uh, yes, and then made it um, look like he slit his throat, slit her own throat, or some such nonsense. I don't know how the razor. It was I can't remember, but there was just I think he put the razor blade in her hand as the sun came. I don't know, but it was the second scene that made it obvious that he'd been she'd been at her throat bitten, and it was like, oh well, that's an interesting reveal. I mean, it could have been done like so much better, like every the rest of the film, but it was so the, like, uh, it was it was quite a nice sort of juxtaposition. So the first time you see it, mm. Lawrence is walking towards the back of his father, who turns to him, and then his mother's in a hand. The second time, he's walking towards the back of his mother who turns uh, sorry back of his father who turns in and it's the werewolf and that's quite mm. nice it's a little bit it's a little bit different um but yeah. uh, g- uh right so okay we've done that the, then there's the lecture bit isn't there so um yeah that was the best bit of the film in my eyes that lecture yeah. hall although they're all fucking more because i put in that idiots can't open fucking door um I, <laughs> doctors so scientists oh, can't open a door yeah. I put my words were professional morons don't know how doors work so got eaten Uh, door opened inwards and they closed it by charging it and then thought it was locked that was pretty much that scene because they the doors were open it slightly open inwards and they all charged at them and pushed against the inward open doors going they're locked pushing on them and I'm like yeah oh for fuck's sake I can't I I'm shit with doors and I'd have been able to figure that out 
Like, and then they all so got eaten. This is good in some respects because it actually it's you've seen somebody who has been tortured by this one guy, and he gets that guy gets his comeuppance in possibly the best way possible. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. That was that the was best good. Bit. But it also contains good. one of the worst CGI werewolf transformations in history. <laughs> the uh, first one was pretty good because it was an ode to the American werewolf design, wasn't it? There was a couple of moments, a couple yeah, of shots yeah. that were almost identical now, to the American werewolf transition, and then I and then it was a shit werewolf. Yes. I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass here because what happened uh, was the director came on, I think he had about a week before they actually had to start filming. And so the reason that they're using CG and not Rick Baker's makeup, which is because Rick Baker was the guy who did American Wealth in London, he came back for this film. This film won an Oscar off Rick Baker's makeup because it was that good. Um, yeah. But uh, the CG the stuff makeup was amazing. The CGI, yeah, the CGI <laughs> stuff wasn't. Um, and yeah. the 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 Kind of the big takeaway from that is uh, don't trust the Oscars. <laughs> um, no. So uh, yeah, the the uh, I I kind of give it a pass because they didn't have the time to do the job properly, but it would have made such a difference if they had done. Really yeah. I did I did put I like the fact that it was because it was a when they did the first werewolf transformation I was expecting what I was expecting to see was a werewolf that looked like the werewolf in London the American yeah. werewolf like a proper werewolf with a long snout. But what ah, they but chose that's to do not the Wolfman. No, it's that's not. That's not the classic they, Wolfman that they were trying they to recreate. Did, they did like the retro 1960s werewolf, the sort of Michael Jackson's uh, thriller werewolf. Well, no, we're not, is it yeah. thriller werewolf? Where he, it's, uh, yeah, um, thriller. If you've seen uh, Curse of the Werewolf with um, Larry with um, Oliver Reed, uh, the original Lon Chaney Jr. Wolfman, uh, that that sort of classic Universal monsters. Werewolf, and this is a universal film. Yeah, and actually, so that, I like speaking the make, of the makeup choices, uh, I like. The say, if you were, if you're a fan of Monster Squad, I know there's a lot of people who haven't seen Monster Squad, but those who do love it, uh, it's the same werewolf that's in Monster Squad as well. It's the same. Oh no, I'm going to actually have to see that. Have you not seen Monster good. Squad? No, I haven't. <gasps> so you don't know about Wolfman's on... got nukes? Nards. No. Sorry, Wolfman's got nards. Oh, oh nards. God. No, it's nowhere. You can't get it, or get hold of it anywhere. But it's so worth seeing. I will have to find it. I will, I, find I will it try and find a, a copy of it for you, but because it, mm, it's worth, do, a, worth a watch. As long as it's, it's not as is with the Universal Monsters. Ooh, I like that. that yeah, good. and it was made in the eighties, and it's become a cult classic. Ooh, I like cult classics. There's, there's there's bits that aren't good in it, but overall. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, as long as the majority of it's good, not like this film. Because um, I literally put, on here I put, um, after the after the asylum scene, I put, then it just, uh, uh, then just as it gets good, it got shit again. So I mean, yeah, my notes he turns really, into a werewolf, really he, kills a load of, he kills a load of scientists in, in the werewolf, he breaks through a window, and then he goes they rampaging, the they couldn't open a door, and then he goes rampaging <laughs> through London, much like uh, a were American werewolf in, in London. Um, he's leaving death and destruction uh, all around him. Um, it was an incredibly exciting and new scene when we first saw it in the 1980s with American Werewolf in London. Um, and yeah. at that point, they suddenly remember, oh, Gwen exists. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, she's only there to look pretty. And so he visits Gwen. She did a to... very good job of that, though, to be fair. Oh, yeah, she is... Yes, <laughs> it's Emily Blunt. She it's, did an you know... excellent... I mean, it's Emily Blunt. You can't say she did a shit job. 
I mean, she's just the most beautiful woman ever. Well, not the most. But just she's Gal also Gadot an incredibly good actor, and I would have liked to have seen yeah, more acting. It was wasted, wasted <laughs> in this no, film. No, really was absolutely wasted, wasted in the film. Um, the, the, she, she has quickly moved on from the death of her fiance, and now wants to screw Larry. Yeah, because you know women do that because we're only, we're just you know dick obsessed. Um, yes, so she. That, that's she's... the thing. Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. Go on. I was going to say because she asked the gypsy for help at that point and then ignores everything the gypsy says. It was like a point in the scene. She's like grabs the gypsy, pulls yeah. her aside, and goes, "What saves him?" And the gypsy says, "Do you love him? Do you truly love him?" Fuck that! What's going to save him? It's like <laughs> she's telling you exactly what's going to save him. Yes, like, yes listen she to is. her. Absolutely. And then yeah, everything yeah. in that scene. And at that point, I made a guess as to how it was going to end, and I got it reasonably well, reasonably right. I put. Um, should I do that later or should I do that now with, with do, my do guess? Do a bit later because... You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're I, still, I, I mean, a there's still a, it right. Yeah, there's still... A, we've still got the fact that, you know, she's basically jumped on Lawrence and he's basically jumped on her. Um, I, I mean, she's clearly happy to take hold of Lawrence's beast, you know, yes. even though there's <laughs> one night a month where he's not allowed on the bed. Um and they're interrupted to be fair we're we're not allowed (laughs) on the bed for seven days every month they're interrupted by abeline who for some reason knows that that's where he's gone no idea why Um, (laughs) but lawrence has lawrence has already escaped and run off um and then there's an altercation between lawrence and his father now this is this is the big sort of finishing ending scene where Lawrence knows that his father's a werewolf. He goes back there to confront his father. They both turn in into werewolves um, and then they fight to the death, which should have uh, made this uh, film, uh, given it the subtitle Dogfight at the OK Corral. And you know what? You've got a you've got good creature effects here because it's all practical. Yeah. It's one of the few times yeah. where it's all practical. Um, the visually the fight, that scene was really really good. But it like, is. There's a few bits in it where suddenly you don't quite know what's going on because there's two werewolves <laughs> yeah. and they both look the same. You know. Yeah, and that that was the problem. <laughs> it's a really weird placing to have it because you've got. Uh, something it just doesn't feel like it belongs in a film that up until now has been a, a basically a gothic costume drama, you know. Uh, so we haven't even uh, this is really is taking liberty with the source material now because if you know the original, you know Claude Rains was such a supportive, loving father, and at the end of the original, Claude Rains kills the werewolf, not realizing it's his son, and that's the ultimate tragedy of that film. The, mm. the the father had to kill the son. No, so see, this that film, would have been a better film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have been a better film instantly. Not even Sony's Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula took that many liberties with the source material. Yeah, um, and finally, Larry actually kills his father um, and fire. takes his place at the emperor's side. Uh, no, wrong film. Wrong film. <laughs> um, but even though that the bad werewolf is dead, the good werewolf is still evil because he's still a werewolf. And yeah. so the film isn't quite over yet. And that's when Gwen and Abilene turn up completely out of the blue. We yes. don't know why because they both arrived point, there together. We've got absolutely bef- no idea. 
because just before this, he goes, there's a werewolf out there. So I'm going to put you in a carriage, which is really like no protection at all and send you home into the night. And then she's like halfway home and goes, nah, fuck it. I'm going back. Uh, yeah. You know? And yet they still both arrive there at the same time, even though she yeah. would have had a hell of a lot further to go. It doesn't make any logistical sense whatsoever. But they are there together. And... <laughs> and Chasing the woods... Aberline's got a gun. He's got silver bullets in his gun. He knows what yeah. to do. And so Gwen steals the gun. Yes. Because we can't have things more. happening, you know, easily and quickly. Uh, Aberline oh, gets not. bitten at this point and then thrown to one side. He doesn't get killed, which, you know, you would think might happen because everybody else yeah. who meets the werewolf gets killed. But, yeah. you know, plot's happening. Oh, that's, and ready then, for, that's ready for Werewolf 2, isn't it? Wolfman well, 2. Well, it's meant to be, yeah. And then uh, yeah. Uh, he runs after uh, Gwen, um, uh, who's, who's run off now. He's stolen the gun and fucked off. <laughs> and, uh, like, yeah, fuck you! <laughs> the only weapon that can save everyone! Fuck you! I'm going... Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, so then there's some very dark bits uh, which are in the forest where they're all running around a bit. Um, and then and when Gwen he says stumbles. dark, he doesn't mean a dark plot. He means it quite literally. It's it quite so literally dark, very, very dark. It's characters. silhouettes. It's yeah. all silhouettes. Silhouette uh, work. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. Um, Puppets then with silhouettes. Gwen gets stopped by a giant cocking waterfall in the middle I don't know where is this is meant to be set. I always thought because the rest of the landscape is flat. Well, but, yeah, and suddenly it's, it's there's a waterfall in the middle Blackmore, of nowhere. Blackmore or something like that. Blackmore. And I thought but it was like moor, Yorkshire right? Moors. Yeah, well, if it's so the Yorkshire no Moors, I, I get it. But the Yorkshire Moors aren't as flat as this landscape in this film. Yeah, I was a bit confused about that. I didn't know where the fucking the uh, the waterfall came from. It was just a, a it appeared. I don't. Do we have waterfall? Where do we? Like we don't. We, I don't. I don't know of anywhere like that. Well, there are. In the, I know there's in waterfalls Yorkshire, in the UK. In, I've seen one, no, but, but not in not in that area. I mean, I be, I went there to to look for waterfalls. I, I got a good idea of where a lot of them are. It's I don't know. It, it's it's feasible, but it doesn't feel right. You the know, magic. Water, it was a magic waterfall to the it to was another a magic land. Waterfall. Yeah. yeah. So it just appears. Gwen can't go any, from anywhere else. <laughs> Gwen can't go anywhere else because there's a waterfall, and and Larry the werewolf finds, um, not like Larry the cable guy. Larry the werewolf <laughs> find, finds her, and she begs him not to kill her, and he just flinches just for a second, and that gives her enough time to shoot him in the chest, and then the film completely forgetting the whole love thing as well, <laughs> forgetting the whole like, thing. <laughs> that was a Chekhov's guns moment. Like, the yeah. she, she's sitting there. Because it was this really, like, this moment. Because I actually put here, guess, of ending. He kills dad after altercation. She breaks this spell with love or a gun. And, like, I what I was expecting, and I would have been very... I don't know whether I'd have been more disappointed, but I it just, I was expecting to go, but I love you! And then him to magically transfer back. when he said to it. But they completely ignored that plot point, like just completely washed over it. And then she just went bang, yeah. straight in the fucking head. Oh no, there in the are chest, a couple sorry. of, uh, a couple, a couple of um, face, alternate then. end scenes, but they're no better, unfortunately, which is a, oh. which is a shame. Um, uh, one where Gwen actually gets bitten, uh, but kills him, but then she's the one who's been bitten. Which is, but again, it does, it's no better. It still just ignores different. the whole thing of the Disney ending, which is he's yeah. cured with true love. You know, yeah. werewolves are not killed. If you come across a werewolf, don't try and kiss it. It's not, that doesn't work. No, right? the best thing Silver to do is throw a stick. 
because yeah, it'll go and try and fetch the stick. But uh, yes, in death, Lawrence transforms don't back. It. Don't pet don't it. Don't try no, and pet true. it. So wild animal, you're not meant to pet it. To pet it. You um, know, if I die, like you know that if I die petting by like being mauled by a, a, a werewolf or a tiger, it's because I tried to pet the bastard or boop its nose. Probably. You know probably. That's, yeah, yeah. Boop. Yeah. Ah, I can I can imagine that happening with you. Um, yeah. Right. So Lawrence is transformed back into a human. Uh, yep. So he is set free. That's the whole point of transforming him back into and a human. Dies. And unfortunately for the audience, there's still 10 minutes of film to go. And at that point, Abilene arrives with all of the hunters, sees that the werewolf is yeah. dead. And then he looks up into the full moon, grasping his neck where he's been bitten and realizes the horrid truth. There's never going to be a sequel. Thank fuck. And that is the Wolfman. <laughs> Yeah, it was so bad. It like, took us twice as long to talk about this film than Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I think you did a better job than me because my notes were main character, uh, main character is a fucking moron. New title: When a moron gets mauled by a monster, uh, when a fuckwit <laughs> gets bit by a beast, when a wally gets walloped by a werewolf. Um, and the then I said the start makes no sense. Too many very dull scenes. Why are the flashbacks important? They only make sense uh, if it was his brother. I don't even know why I wrote. Yeah, that. no, you're right. Uh, you're right. Yeah. After dumb I, fuck I goes I out, knowing it's dangerous, more dumb fuck save the first dumb fuck and don't tell him he's now a werewolf. Here's then drop him that off I've, into town. But then he miraculously knows he's a werewolf. Here's something I've always wondered: the the bit where. Um, Larry discovers that his dad's a werewolf, which is clearly then hmm. suppressed. Where's his brother in all of this? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's a whole character that's brother? missing from... It's o The brother yeah. is only there to exist a for a plot point for him to get to the place in the first place. Yeah, that's it. That's all his brother's there. And then they show lots and lots of flashbacks of him and his brother, and there's no reason for them. And you like, know what? Those no flashbacks are so boring. They, 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 oh, my they're God, not they needed. are. Nothing you know, people, happens. People turned up for a werewolf film and they got a costume drama and that was really yeah, a, the, the big problem with it. So well, let's do the most difficult thing first. What did we like? What were the bits that we might have kept about it? Uh, I'd have kept Hugo Weaving. I'd have ditched Benicio yeah, Del Toro. I would have kept um, Hugo Weaving and Odin. Um, I see. I didn't like it. You know. Uh, you know ah, now, but I would have made him a nice character, not a bad. The original John. I, I would have made him a baddie. The original Sir John was, like I said earlier, was a good guy, and and he was uh, the, the the horror of the of what he'd done afterwards was the kind of the end sting to the film, and yeah. I I like the fact they tried to turn it on its head and sort of subvert the audience. I get that that's what they were doing, but it just didn't work because. The, one of the reasons why the werewolf thing was such a, a big thing is that it's you're, you've got a tight-knit community and the werewolf yeah. in it is pulling people apart. Whereas what yeah. you've got here is a community which is divided anyway. You know, yeah, uh, the you've got a, really a dysfunctional much. family. <laughs> yeah, dysfunctional family with a dysfunctional village next to it with a dysfunctional militia with a dysfunctional police officer and a dysfunctional fiance um none of it's cohesive in the first place so you've not you know what i've missed out a whole character um uh, sir john's manservant i can't even remember him uh sing wasn't it um who gets killed 
Oh yeah, I liked him. I yeah, I completely forgot because it's so such a it's, it's a bit of the story, but it's such a, a throwaway bit that you didn't need in there. It just yeah. it yeah yeah. It was. I mean, this is the thing. It's it's. So when it's some things like we that we liked, I like I did like Anthony Hop. I liked I liked having Odin as as the dad. But I would have made because he could be puts, a good father though, couldn't he? He, he could, could be have a, been a good father. I didn't like the yeah. character. I liked the actor. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think he could have been a good father. I think you know who should have played it. Go on, Gandalf. Oh yeah, of course. Ian Gandalf McKellen would, would have been so fantastic as a kind of a modern version of that Claude Rains character. Yeah, as, as a, like the old, the nice old guy who's who's yeah, I like yeah mm. that that would have been much better. Um, but then I like I like Anthony Hopkins anyway. But yeah, it, it's that um, I liked the I loved the asylum scene. I the I I mean I would have had the doors actually locked rather than just opening inwards because that would that was just <laughs> stupid. That was just silly. That's the bit that I really messed with my like. I was just like. Seriously, you're all like supposed to be, and we're supposed to like, like trust you guys with our mental health and physical health, and you can't even open a fucking door. Like, you don't even know our doors. So, it, it, yeah, the I did like the asylum bit. That's when I actually got excited. I thought it was going to get good. Um, I thought, oh, I've misjudged the film. So, I, but then after that, it just kind of goes shit again. So, I loved that scene. I absolutely loved the stuff in the asylum. I, I, loved I do the like the asylum stuff the, actually. But yeah. I think it would be nicer if the, you know, okay, you've got to get him to the asylum somehow. And yeah. we'll go over this in the next episode where we rewrite stuff. But it would have been much nicer if he didn't realise what was happening to him. And yeah, it was only I, as part of the asylum that he didn't, he, he then kind of understood that he is a, he's a werewolf. I'm just making a note of that because that's given me an idea of on something that I want to... Um, I would say to that we need to rewrite in there because I, I think um, you could get rid of that whole first transformation. I was going to say you could probably get rid of the first half of the fucking script. To be fair, <laughs> you, <know. laughs> you could, but you could get rid of that whole like first first transformation bit and have that happen in the asylum, but mm. then have the the werewolf attack be much bigger and much much broader and much more interesting, um, with much more gore and stuff because werewolf film, you know. Um, to keep interest hold up. that hold that because that fits in with the idea of had in terms of how you would rewrite that and make it a better film so nice. I, that that's yeah that's given me some that's really good. good ideas on that but yeah that's, see, this that's is pretty this much is what it. we do that, if you're watching this if you're listening to this because you want to see how writers work <laughs> this is it we we, we figure out bits we like and then we go okay well this will fit in here and that might work over here and writing yeah, is just one then, big jigsaw yeah and a lot of the, I mean, when we when we do the ones where we rewrite it, we don't sit and plan it. What we're going to do beforehand, oh, we literally no we start no with a point, and then we work from there and go. Right, this is this is the first idea. So, like with the Supergirl one, um, Steve had the idea that then drove the rest of the 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 sort of the brainstorm. No, we're not allowed to say that. But it, it sounds so like you've got the idea, idea that, this time that's going to kind of. I think I've got the idea. Thing. Yeah, okay. based off what I you've just said. I'm, yeah, I've seen the original Wolfman so many times. It's such a big thing for me. I actually don't necessarily know how I'm going to how I, how I tackle this, so I'm I've really interested seen... to see what you, you you're going to come up with. Actually, I've not seen the original one, so I think that's that's thing. And the one that I was struggling with because I've because when I watched it, it remind the my immediate thought was, oh, American 
in the moors i wonder if he's going to end up in london oh look he's ended up in london this is just a shit version of american werewolf in london oh <laughs> in period costumes um and i was like how can i rewrite that without making it american werewolf in london because that was such a fucking awesome film and I, it's one of my favorite films one of my yeah. favorite that and dog soldiers and ginger Snaps are my favorite werewolf films they are good and films. i could name a few but like those well those two particular ones like um american, american werewolf, werewolf howling dog one. soldiers i think mm. for me are, the, are my favorite <gasps> Um, oh, I love Dog Soldiers just for I hope I give you the shit, you whatever. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I love that film. It's just, it is proper good. But I, I, but you've just given me the idea of how we could, because based off having that silencing, because I think that's the best scene in the whole movie. And I would actually say and argue that that is the only part of the movie that I enjoyed. And the rest of it, I quite literally wrote in the column of my, my thing, why, Stephen, why do you hate me? As I was watching <laughs> it. And I think I told you. Well, here's the the other thing. Okay, so the original Wolfman, I think, I I think was set in the 1940s. I'm going to check this. I might be wrong. Um, Wolfman, 1942. We love Google. Google. 1941. Sorry. But I think there is a source material that they were working from. Mm. Um, I'm now going to have to go and see if I can find the original Wolfman now and watch that because I, that does actually it sound is, like a good film. It is on, uh, as with all the Universal Monsters things, it is on um, Amazon to purchase. I actually have Ooh, it on Amazon, but I've one. also got a. I, I got. I, they're up there and I'm not getting up now because you'll see my bum. Um, th- there is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. The Universal Monster stuff, I had a, a DVD box set, uh, which is where I got those things from. But it had all the Universal Monster, all the, the important Universal Monster films on. Um, and and the Wolfman stuff is, I mean, it's so difficult to get a decent um, thing, a decent uh, werewolf film. That uh, yeah. It doesn't say when this is set, but I'm sure it wasn't meant to be set in the 1800s. Maybe I'm wrong. But the the clothing they wore, wore is very much 1940s, I think. So maybe I mean, that's what's scared have, me. I don't know. With because of the asylum scene, I didn't mind the 1800s setting because that then made the asylum mm. scene so much better. No, because the, the, that's the what mental asylums were like yeah. in in that day and age. Is is but is I, it I remember the things, and they still that, aren't. Well, they're not really much different now. To be I remember fair. the things they do in the original film. Uh, so the Gwendolyn part is. Uh, his brother's fiance and Larry flirts with her outrageously throughout. I mean, it's a film from the 1940s, so you can expect the sort yeah. of thing that's going on. He he buys a telescope uh, and looks at her through the window with a telescope. And that kind of thing. Oh, so he's, he's a bit all, of a, he's, he's, a but it's all played kind of innocently because it was the 1940s. Yeah. But well, it's, um, a, it's a bit like um, Arsenic and Old Lace, where you've got yeah, because you, you'll have this yeah. yeah Arsenic. If you haven't seen that film, watch it. It is so good. Um, the original, not the remake, because the because yeah. the, the, the original is is, is amazing. Um, with what's his name, Peter Laurie in it with the Johnny. Why Johnny? I can do a great impression of him. I've learned this. <laughs> I'd never watched the film. We do a table read on a Tuesday night <laughs> with some of my friends, and I got given uh, Peter Laurie's character uh, Einstein, and I and immediately I read the script and I was like. Oh, he needs to do a voice like this. And 
they were like, oh my God, you sound like Peter Laurie. And I was like, I've never seen the film. Now I own the film and I love it. It is one of, it is one of my favourite. I would never watch it normally, but it is honestly, go and watch it. Anyway, um, the, 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 but it's, yeah, it's the people screaming girl who, going, People who are our age and possibly slightly younger. Um, I, I, yeah, slightly younger. So maybe late thirties now would yeah. probably remember the kind of voice of, uh, Peter Laurie because he, there was a thing, uh, was it Albert the Fifth Musketeer? Uh, yeah. where one of the voices in that was very much like a Peter Laurie voice. And a lot yeah. of the old cartoons that we grew up with in the eighties were impressions of, um, you know, the, the old character actors like Vincent Price or Peter Lorre or Boris Karloff or, you know, um, uh, so we, we might know these voices, but from a different setting, which is weird yeah. when you come across them and it's the original person doing it, you know? Yeah. Oh, but oh, I honest. Oh, I, I, I did. I do love that film. I, I can't talk highly enough of Arsenic and Owl. It's the two aunts. I would love to be able to rewrite good films, but we can't. Don't need to rewrite them, unfortunately. So it, we have to do the shit ones. Well, this is the point. We don't need to rewrite those things at all. At all, because they're so good. I'm now trying to find Arsenic and Old Lace on Amazon um, to see if it's on Prime because I would love to rewatch that. I don't think it is, but it's like it was two pound ninety nine to buy it on amazon so we have an affiliate link uh please go to the affiliate link if you want to watch it you can buy the dvd we'll for stick, only a few we'll pounds. stick a link in the notes yeah it's not mm. very it's not very expensive here god knows what it is in your territory depending on where you're listening to this but it's yeah. worth a watch but if, you, if you're um, in the uk it's also not that expensive. if you like that sort of thing the lady killers the original not the remake the original is brilliant um passport to pimlico is uh tip titfield thunderbolt um, I'm all right, You're Jack. You're going to have to write a list. You're going to have to write a list for me now, Steve, because yeah. I need okay. that. And I will but be these are, you know, all sort of the old Ealing comedies and things. And uh, uh, Kind Hearts and Coronets is uh, is brilliant. It's about a, a guy who is a the the sort of bastard son of a of a lord and slowly kills the whole family uh, that he's uh, until they accept him as a uh, I think because he wants to be the lord. Um, mm. and, and very good film, uh, worth a watch. Uh, but I love old films, so you know, and I love comedies, See, I'm so on... I'm right, I was right in my wheelhouse, that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not, I'm the type of person that I kind of go, Oh, I don't like old films, and then when I watch them, I'm like, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, I won't willingly I'm, do it, but I'm once like I that find out things, that it's good, I'm like, mm. I'm like that with things like it, Better Call Soul. I love Better Call Saul. I think it's a brilliant thing. But when a new episode comes out or a new series comes out, I'll go, oh, I don't really want to watch it. But when I'm watching it, I'm going, this is the best thing ever. Yeah, that's like me with old films. Yeah. Like, I go, oh, yeah. I don't really want to watch it. And then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And now I've got a projector. I'm going to watch, <laughs> re-watch it. I love my projector. It was so cheap because I don't have a TV license. Um, cause, so I don't have standard TV. So I literally mm. just watch streaming sites because I don't, I'm easily distracted. So as, you can't as most tell, people, can you? No, uh, I, I'm. Uh, there is a suspicion I may have ADHD, but I don't know where that comes from. I maybe because I don't shut up. Um, it could be the hyperactive issue, or it could be the fact that I can't pay attention. I either hyperfixate or have no attention span. It's great, um, and I yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I, 
I, I, I didn't, I didn't want an actual TV because I've got a tiny little place and a big TV would take up the space. But I wanted something that because otherwise I was watching on my phone or sitting on my computer and it wasn't comfy. And so I got myself a, a again on Amazon, uh, a little mini projector with a projector screen for something like 60 odd quid and then got myself a fire stick so I could watch Prime and everything on it with all the streaming sites that I um, I sign up for. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm going back to Gloucestershire now because I, I hung around with my friends not long ago and they're all proper Gloucestershire. So I keep slipping back into that. I will get my RP back, darling. Um, but yeah, sorry, we, we did get distracted on this. Um, but yeah, the only scene that I liked... Go back to that was the asylum. What how, what did you like about that film? What what if they could find anything? I liked Abilene, who who isn't really yeah, as I prominent like in the original. I think that's good. I think it's a, a good character. Um, I liked the actiony things. I, it's very difficult to do werewolf well, and uh, where they got it right, they got it really right. Yeah. I liked. I was uh, a- Go on. Sorry. No, 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 no you know, I was going to say something oh. pointless. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the look and feel of the film, yes. but I didn't want it to be a costume drama. And there's a sense that it was so um, steeped in what they'd done with Bram Stoker's Dracula and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein that actually they'd forgotten that the Wolfman was never those those two films. Um, yeah. And they lost a bit of the heart of the, the thing from doing that. Um, I, I wanted agree. more cohesion. I wanted more of a yeah. community. I wanted to see a community torn apart, literally and figuratively. Yeah. I, I wanted to see more... Because, um, again, I think... I didn't mind the cost, you know, the fact that it was when it was set and anything, but the, like you say, it turned, and you're absolutely right, it became a costume drama rather than a werewolf film. It felt yeah. like a very dull costume drama, not werewolf, because werewolf one, because when you said uh, watch Wolfman, and I thought, oh, it's just going to be a cheesy shit werewolf, uh, werewolf movie. I love cheesy shit werewolf movies, so I'm going to enjoy this. It's going to be one of those films that's so good, bad it's good. And I, then we I can hate read to up, say this and it, it's, to it's you. It's bad. It's just shit. But- when we get to some of the later Howling films, you'll feel just as badly. But there are, are they really, are no, they're silly enough. So that, uh, there's one that we're not going to do because it's rubbish. Uh, I mean, it's it's notoriously the worst film ever. Um, no, I it probably watch it. isn't. But no, you don't. I want to watch really it, don't. and then I'm going to talk to myself, and then I'm going to hate you for making me. Watch it. I'll but, blame you I mean, anyway. <laughs> some, something like Howling Two would be a film you could actively rewrite, and there'd be some good bits in it. But cool. I'd have no, to watch this Howling one, one has. First. No, well, actually, no. You probably do for Howling Two, but yeah, Howling, Howling One good, is brilliant. It, you know. It's yeah. it's great. It's Joe Dante who also did Piranhas. Um, but yeah, uh, and uh, Gremlins. He did Gremlins as well. Um, I like and the, gremlins. The makeup in the howling, interesting fact. Uh, the was the guy who originally did it was going to be Rick Baker, Ooh. and he started work on it, and he left to do a little movie called American Werewolf in London. Oh, amazing! So you've got very similar sorts of makeup, not per, not 
completely but very similar. I just wanted to comment on on, on gremlins because an ex of mine uh, made a very, very good observation that actually the gremlins were very misunderstood and they were just trying to have fun and they only got nasty when you tried to kill them and then they tried to eat people when you tried to kill them. Because if you look at it, it was the people that tried to put them in the fucking blender. Not not the, the... They were just enjoying themselves, eating shit, like being cats. They were just like being cats without hair and right. not as cute and more annoying and more dis- destructive. But they were just really misunderstood, especially in number two. And I was like, I didn't look at it that way. And actually, if you look at it, it's the it's the people, the humans that, that kill the gremlins first or that attack the gremlins and the gremlins are just defending themselves. And, and they're just mischievous little scamps. And I was like, maybe, maybe. I mean... We might have to do a, 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 a chat about that at some point, not yeah. in this context, but, you know... Yeah. Talk and about Gremlins or something. I do yeah. love Gremlins. Though. It's one of my favourite films. It's. I, I mean, we both like films, so it's it's not yeah. uh, unreasonable that we talk about films a lot. <laughs> uh, so, anything else that we think is is something that that should definitely be kept? Long silence. Wow. <laughs> what do we want to? Because we're we're fifty minutes into this. What do we want to ditch? Um, so the script, um, is there anything, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it needed the werewolf fight at the end. I think you could have killed Sir John in a different way. If Sir John is the werewolf, if Sir John isn't the original werewolf, which he isn't in the original as well. And I'm sorry, there are spoilers, but the film was made in 1940. What do you mean? You haven't seen it yet. Um, is the uh the the one of the gypsy women in the camp was the original werewolf and was killed and then is uh, uh infects larry at the same time so that's in, you in see i one. i would have got rid of the gypsy woman but now you said that that may have made more that's sense that's actually that is a big part of of the original film i think that's why they kept it but i don't think they had a good enough reason to have it in this film I would have definitely got rid of the whole. You have you can cure him by, but with you can only cure a werewolf, release a werewolf with true love. I mean, that was just bullshit. So that needed to go because because they they made the the gypsy woman obsolete. Like her role was to save him and then waffle on about true love, and that was it. Um, Well, this this is I think goes back to that what I said earlier about they turned they you know they. um, They they were so beholden to the the kind of the ideas of. Stoker's of uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, that you know, in the end of that, they that was you can only you can save Dracula v- with love, mm. um, or you can you know, love is the thing that will find a way in that, and and yet they did that better in 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 that, possibly because it had a better director. I don't know. Uh, yeah, somebody who'd thought about it a little bit more. That's, yeah, some, yeah, somebody who'd actually used the concept rather than just randomly <laughs> putting it in there and then ignored it at the end. You mean like that? Yeah, it, it was. It that, yeah, it's one of those things well, that they're the foreshadowing with, actually, it with a silver bullet from a gun in his you know, chest. Yeah. In his chest, and I think anybody could have done that, and that would have still had the same effect. It was the silver bullet that released him from the werewolf thing. Not and, and again, long. one of one of the uh, alternate endings of it, uh, he gets shot by Abilene. Even so, then, that would have been better. Well, yeah. again, but I think that yeah. Well, if, and, no, again, you know, wrong. we talked about Chekhov's gun. I think this is an instance of Chekhov's gun. Yes. She run, runs into a waterfall, not into the uh, the top of a waterfall, and can't go anywhere. Nobody falls off the edge of the waterfall. 
Well, that's the audience are shown a waterfall. The waterfall is not part of the solution or part of how somebody gets away or anything like that. It's a, it's a thing that exists purely to stop a character. And it doesn't, yeah. yeah, but, but having a waterfall in a film, but culturally is, has a, a, a sort of knock on effect because we, we think of that as, oh, but somebody will dive into it somehow. Yeah. Somebody will fall off it. Somebody will go into it and there'll be something in there or it'll be yeah. a, mad, a special cave that they can get something from. And that's always... where the creature from the Black Lagoon lives. Exactly. And then that would have been a wholly different film yeah. and probably better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, there's a good chunk of it that I would have got rid of, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I think we, this is going to be a difficult writing the, job. The, the but but the, that the is... Problem. That is for next episode. Yeah. We are 55 minutes in now, so we really should say goodbye. Yes. If you want to find uh, more information about this, then head over to murderingapodcast.com where you can find all of the information in the world. You can help support us on Patreon. You yes. can, uh, not not yet, but you'll be able to buy our stuff in a, in a shop at some point in the future when I've got time to actually make the damn thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, but until then, yeah. thanks for watching. Thanks for Thank listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with the conclusion of these episodes. Well, <sighs> Bye, everybody. That was Murdering a Podcast, and if you'd like to find out more information about the podcast, the Mystery Lounge, or anything mentioned in the show, please head over to murderingapodcast.com. The music was The Secret of Tiki Island by Kevin MacLeod, and the producer was Steve Meller. Until next time, thanks for listening.